0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. I've never heard of a fight after a bingo game or during a bingo game. Uh, maybe I live a sheltered um, existence, but I'd never heard of Loco Bingo or Bingo Loco. But apparently after a, a Bingo Loco event, and they are everywhere, everywhere around the country. After a Bingo uh, Loco event in the Rochestown Park Hotel on Saturday night, a brawl broke out now. A number two men were taken to hospital and thankfully they were only minor injuries. Um, uh, according to one source I'm, I'm reading uh, from Barry Roach in the Irish Times um, and Barry knows what he's talking about because he's based down there he says if, uh, up to 12 people were involved in, the, in a brawl after a bingo game showed men, women, some dressed in Halloween cos- costumes throwing punches at each other and dragging each other to the ground while chairs were also thrown what is bingo loco? what is the difference between bingo loco and loco bingo joe at rte.ie now sea life uh, we got the uh, number of calls on Friday to say from staff and sea life very worried about their jobs we rang Merlin the company that owns them are based in London and they wouldn't uh, respond or wouldn't cooperate with us and they announced then over the bank holiday weekend as you've heard at Sea Life, the oldest aquarium in Ireland, uh, thousands of uh, fish and other assorted mammals, is closing um, almost forthwith. Now we have um, Aisha Fitzpatrick first, then we'll talk to her sister Cora. Uh, Aisha, you, you want to point out a number of things. When, when did the staff find out that the sea life was closing. Hi, Joe. So um, we found out some day last week that sea life was closing, and we were actually told by my sister Cora's job coach. Um, firstly, as they didn't know how to break the news to her because it has such an impact on our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually had to tell Cora ourselves as a family on Friday, just gone there. Okay. Um, which has has been devastating news for her and our family, which she's still trying to get over. Yeah. Um, we Be- never actually heard from the company, but from the job coach. But And your sister, Cora, uh, as as you say, um, sh- sh- they were a good employer. And, and how, did, how did Cora get a job there? Um, so they've been amazing. The people and the staff in there okay. have been nothing but helpful and supportive. Um, she started off doing work experience in okay. sea life yeah. um, through her college she's in. Yeah. And she's had to fight to get employment there as well by talking back and forth to Merlin. Okay. Um, which she finally got accepted for about a year and a half ago. Um, and which the whole town knows about now where she takes so much pride in telling everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she, she but, has, as you say, she has additional... That's what I mean, they seem to be a very good employer. Because Cora has additional needs, but and she's she's had a goldfish since what age, Aisha? She's I think her first goldfish when she was about four, um, called Magic, and Magic was in our household for about seven years. So she's fish have always been a big part of our family. She still has a fish, but she's gotten me to get fish, and my okay. dad has a marine tank. So brilliant. Yeah. And what did she do in sea life? So in Sea Life, Cora would obviously work on the floor. She'd yeah. clean the tanks. Um, she actually started feeding the fish to raise and um, bet her favourite fish. And she'd talk to the 
people who came in with additional needs and without additional needs and give them information and personal information about the fish there. Because apparently, I didn't know this, I love aquariums, but apparently people, uh, some people find them very calming, very tranquil. Yeah, so especially since Cora has started working in sea life, her herself has gained so much confidence, self-worth and feeling of community out of it. Uh, her independence from travelling to and from work has changed dramatically. Great. And once she goes into sea life, it's a very therapeutic place and sensory place for people either with additional needs or mm-hmm. people who are going through stressful situations. So it's a huge, um, a huge value to Bray to have. And everyone knows, as you say, Cora Fitzpatrick. And did she, she liked the job, obviously. I, she didn't like it, Joe. She loved it. Loved it. it was her, her whole life. She's never missed a day of work. Uh, Every day she gets up, she's happy. She's even 10 times happier coming out of it. It's, it's really uh, um, had a huge impact on her life. And it's made her become a person that she wasn't before. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that uh, incredible? It, it, it really is. And it's just devastating. And yeah. she finally put it into a community which accepted her for the amazing person she is. Yeah, and she's using a passion in life, which came naturally to her to educate others. Yeah, incredible, incredible. So yeah. So, like, has anyone been told Isha, what happens the the exhibits, the fish? What happens the building? It's like it's a purpose built building. It's called Sea Life. It's in Bray. It's well known because it's been there a quarter of a century. And yet the aquariums in Dingle, I'm told, is doing extraordinarily well. The one in Galway, and I'm told there's one in, well, they were on last week in a number of programmes, but the White Lobster, there's one down in Ackle. So how come an aquarium in the most populated part of the country has gone, is it gone bust or they just lost interest, the, the London owners? Like, was, was, I, was, was nobody visiting? I, I really can't explain that. I don't think nobody was visiting from the times yeah. that I work in a school myself uh, for additional needs and I bring my class down there and other classes go down quite frequently um, anytime I go down to drop core down there's a line outside sea life to go in um, as well with that um, I, I really can't answer that question why they're getting rid of yeah. it because I have even reached out online and I've had people as well backing me up saying that it's terrible and disgraceful that a place that's so valuable to Bray is closing down. And so central um, to Bray as well, the Bray and, as, and, as attractions in Bray the, the aquarium. And, and as, as anyone said at this stage, what happens all, where, where, where do aquariums go when they die? What happens so, on the exhibits? Can they be moved? The thing about it is, the fish will have to be moved, but that's a very stressful thing to yeah, push yeah. Um, the fish through, firstly. And secondly, the only other aquariums in Ireland are in Galway and up in Belfast, okay. which are hours away, yeah. which young children and people who work in the marine life system can't access as they might not have the transport or the ability yeah. to move to yeah. different towns, such as my sister, who has a passion for this. Um, so I really can't answer that, but I know that it's going to be very stressful for the animals to, well, the mammals to move to different places um, but I don't know the answer to that I just wonder would Dublin Zoo or somewhere like that take over the aquarium or <laughs> amalgamate the aquarium but as you say it's stressful on, on fish uh, to move it, the admission was 1850 
uh, for adults. Well, for anyone over 15, um, a child was 15.50. Now, somebody said to me, Aisha, that um, you couldn't pay at the door recently. You had to book online. Is that true? As I, I don't think, yes, it could be possibly true, but I don't think that was the staff who was actually there for the care of the animal. Oh, yeah, of course. But not yeah. and they're there to educate the people around them and the community around them. I think that that's a higher... Um, yeah, but I'm saying it doesn't, it doesn't make it easier. If you've got to book in advance and go through the rigmarole and then you might you might be able to get out of your kids or something, whereas the pay, the pay at the door is much easier. The pay at the door is much easier, but obviously they have had thoughts of this happening a while ago. But um, it's like anything, like what you said, like... Sea life is like Dublin Zoo. It, Dublin Zoo is obviously bigger on scale compared to yeah. sea life, but sea life is in a smaller community and it brings so much to a smaller community. The care for these animals costs, the the food for them, the looking yeah. after their water. So it's not that they're ripping people off with the money for the tickets. And um, my sister, because she loves sea life so much, we've gone to England to Manchester and to Blackpool. Yeah. And we've seen the scale of the businesses over there. Okay, okay. But for the size that Sea Life is in Bray, you know, it's doing good for the community and for people who want to be educated about Sea Life. You see, the problem with the statement from Merlin, who owns Sea Life, now they own a lot of things in the, in the UK, Alton Towers, but they don't explain to us why they've, why they've shut it down. Um... After I, careful consideration, obviously, we've taken the difficult decision, obviously, to close this attraction. But they don't say why. They say it's 25, I, it's 25 years as part of the Sea Life global brand and European uh, network. And as a world's leading aquarium chain, uh, the Sea Life brand maintains a strong presence across the UK and Europe. Well, it's not in this part of Europe. Uh, as part of a network of more than 50 aquariums across. But they don't say why. Was it the lack of business? Was it the cost of uh, heating? Uh, was it energy costs, which a lot of companies are finding very difficult? And some of them are, especially small cafes, and that are, 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 uh, are closing. Uh, on their website, by the way, for listeners, Sea Life in, in Bray, just an example of some of the very rare uh, fish they have, the black and Mammoth's Black Tip Reef Shark. We love our Black Tip Reef Sharks. They're jawsome. And they are found on tropical coral reefs in the Indian and Pacific Oceans. They prefer shallow inshore waters. They have a lesser spotted dogfish. They have an epaulette shark. They have a clownfish. Uh, meet one of the ocean's best known and loved fish. And then uh, the octopus, uh, what's the plural of octopus? Uh, rain, rainforest species, rays, the list goes on and on and on. It's magnificent. Yeah. Do you I, know what, Joe? I find it disappointing that such a multinational company that has so many businesses across Europe is closing a, a business which they, they never get to meet the staff there. Um, sea Life staff, whenever I've gone down, have been supportive, inclusive, um, they actually employ people with additional needs and people who yeah. don't have maybe um, the certificate to go work there, but they have a passion for it. Yeah, which is, and which it's, is great. it's something they try for in life, which means more than anything in the world. Because you know probably yourself, you love going to work because you love what you do. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. that makes it all the better. Yeah. You know, I know there's plenty of jobs out there, but when you have a passion yeah, yeah. and when you have a personal needs towards the world, 
that makes it a little bit more easier yeah. and a little more, more happier in life. So I think the big company, Merlin, has never met face-to-face the people that they have working for them. Okay. And it's, it's a very special place. Okay, I'm told so. Cora is on the line now. Cora, uh, Cora, good, yeah, af- Cora good, good afternoon. Hi, Carl. So you're, a dis- you're a distant line. Um, I'm so sorry that that is closing because you loved your job, no, didn't you? Didn't you, Cora? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What was your? Okay. Well, your line is 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 pretty is pretty uh, distant at this stage. I'll co- I'll try and come back after the break. I is that is Ashling? Hello. You can hear me now, Cora. Okay. What yeah, was your? Yeah, yeah. What was your favourite fish, Cora? The stingray is the best. And what did you love most about your job? Um, I love being in the fish and meeting new friends, a lot of new friends. And I love my job. Brilliant, brilliant. And I'm so, uh, I'm so sorry that you're so sad because your job is sea life is closing down. Um, and they say they're going to... I don't want it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And people are ringing in. I say- love my job. Yeah. I love my job, and I, I love change my life, not it. Yeah. Yeah, and and I love seeing all this, all them, all the stingrays coming up in the tank and all that. You know, excited and all that. Yeah. And people. Yeah. People loved you as well, Cora. People are ringing in yeah, say they know they know you from going to the aquarium, and you were very helpful to people. Thank you so much. Yeah, you were, you were very you were very helpful. And 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 Cora, how often would you feed the fish? Um, a whole a whole day, a, a, a whole a whole um, when I'm there, a whole on there, yeah. So when you're there, it's it's that's what mostly what you're doing is feeding the fish. Yeah, and I work in a shop, cleaning the shelves, cleaning the shelves, and Good. all that. And we stock in the shelves, and that's my that's my and cleaning the glasses and all that. Yeah. And I don't want it. I don't want it going. I don't I want it going. And Cora, Cora, what's the hungriest fish? Um, bet. <laughs> that is, it's up. They'd eat a lot, would they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like shrimp, um, uh, like shrimp uh, and uh, uh, fish food. But anyway, octopus just and all that. And and Cora, do do all the fish in sea life? And the mammals, do they all have names? Do you do you have names? Uh, um, a golden copper is um, uh, emo. Um, a big stingray is called uh, Beth, Marilyn, Daisy, uh, Derek, uh, Magic. Brilliant. And what type of fish is Derek? Um, Derek is a stingray. Oh, wouldn't you know? A st- yeah, and, uh, Atlantic, Atlantic cow nose way, Atlantic cow nose way. Okay, and and if, do you have fish at home yourself, Cora? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah
yes, I do. I have um, two-year-old um, goldfish called pumpkin. Pumpkin. And how do you know? Yeah. He's, how do you know pumpkin? The goldfish is two years old. And um, my best um, birthday. <laughs> when was his, when was his birthday? When was pumpkin's birthday? Um, the twenty seventh of October. On Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and did you did you give him extra food? Um, no, you have to. Yes. Okay. No. And how do you get I to? Just and you and and how do you get to work every day, Corey, in sea life? Uh, by bus. By bus. Great. Um, yeah. And everyone knows you. As I say, people in Bray all know you from working in sea life. Yeah. They say you were you were absolutely brilliant and so friendly and, and so. I, I, my uniform, I have a uniform, and I yeah, I wear my uniform and all that. Good God! And you never miss a day, Cora. You love no, it so no. much. I love it so much. I don't. Um, I don't want it to move. Yeah, I don't want it to move. I want it. I I want it to find a new um, a new owner. Yeah. A new owner. A new owner. Yeah. Trying to keep it open. Yeah, I'm so sad. I'm so sad for you, Cora, because you love you love your work so much. You're so brilliant at your job. You're so, you're so en- much. You're so enthusiastic. Everyone is saying, and you were. Thank you so much. And it was a lovely place to visit when you were there, and all the other great staff as well. Yeah, they have um, baby nut shells and epileptic shells and not a, every um, every um, yeah. So they have. Okay. Blue parted and stingrays and all Okay. Now, Corey, your family are going to look after you, Aisha, and all your, your, your parents, and they're all going to look after you. All the people in Bray love you. They say, don't get too. I know you are very, very sad. It's terrible. Uh, don't get too sad, and hopefully something will, will turn up. Hopefully something will turn up. Um, Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay, that's the core of Fitzpatrick. You heard that enthusiasm. You heard that passion. You heard that sadness. Um, and sea life, too. They do owe people an explanation. I'm sorry, I know they're a big corporation, but they're just a one-line statement saying we regretfully, obviously, they don't say, they had to say we joyously announce after no consideration. They say after long consideration, we regretfully announce that we're closing sea life after a quarter of a century, but they don't. They don't explain why. And uh, Ashling Nugent has called us on 0818715815. Ashling. Hiya, Joe. You love sea life. I do. I would go down a lot. And I was, um, I had a membership pass and I would have gone down again for just to relax. I know it might sound weird to some people, but I would find it quite relaxing looking yeah. at the fish, you know. Well, I, 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 so, and I, I, I get that as well from what Cora is saying. The, this, the, yeah. the, the, the tranquility of an aquarium, the, the silence, the gentle, yeah. the gentle movement of the fish and the various other mammals. It's just, a, and something we would, we, we seldom see, obviously on television, but it's, uh, it's magnificent to, to, to watch. And, and how big was sea life? Now, in comparison to the one in Galway, and I was in the one up north, it is quite small. Okay. But it is still a great facility there for adults and children. Like, I would have brought my children down there when they were very small, you know. Okay. And 
they're older now, but I'd I'd still take a trip down, you know, and get off the dart and yeah. go in and have a look around. There's great um, octopus down there, you know. The octopus, you know, they're very intelligent and yeah, they're and very, you know, they react to you. Yeah, apparently the you one in, in Sea Life, the octopus is uh, very responsive. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're 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 very intelligent animals. So, and I remember years ago as well, the kids would have their school tour down there of course, as well. Yeah. Go to Sea Life, you know. So I just think it's it's an amenity that's going to be lost to the community down there. And where do you go then? You go to Galway or you go up north. There's mm-hmm. one in Dingle as well, you yeah. know. So. Well, I just I just wonder what the the aquarium, uh, uh, the aquaria in um, Galway and Dingle would they be interested in either taking it over or uh, taking taking some of the exhibits even because. But you see, the problem there is moving fish like that now will it's, cause great stress to them. So okay, there, I didn't know there that. Yeah, fatalities there. Yeah, because I set up a fish tank myself. Okay. And it was a disaster. <laughs> so Why? I'm still going down to see like, yeah, it's very difficult to do, you know. It's very difficult to manage them and to... Yeah. yeah. Even taking a, taking a fish home and trying to get it to settle in in a fish tank is very difficult. So I, I suppose, like, these guys know what they're doing, but, you know, it's, a, it's just a huge loss to, to the whole East Coast of Ireland because we don't have anything now. Okay. Do. Now it's open That's for it. another another eight weeks. It's open till the end of December, um, yeah. so people can still go and meet Cora, uh, and also uh, see the see the various exhibits and the other wonderful staff there. So maybe, but the statement from Merlin was pretty pretty sh- uh, short, but pretty sharp as well. Yeah. Um, it's beyond beyond redemption as far as they're concerned. So let's see. We've eight weeks. We've eight weeks to. Maybe well, someone. Joe, if I win your millions, I go to invest. Okay. I'll buy it okay. over. <laughs> well, I heard Jennifer Whitmore, the the local TD, Social Democrat on uh, Morning Ireland, saying she wants the state to buy it. Now I don't know if the state can buy it or not. Um, Department of Marine. I don't know who yeah. who would buy it. But anyway, uh, Aisha. Um, so Cora will be there for another eight weeks at least. We'll yeah. be there for another eight weeks. She has extra hours this week, which she's very fortunate in getting. Okay. Um, and she'll be there every single other day she's meant to be there. Okay. Um, without a doubt. Okay. Aisha Fitzpatrick, Cora Fitzpatrick, Ashling Nugent, uh, thank you all. Joe at rt.ie 51551 text. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Okay, what is Bingo Local? Uh, it's taken over the country, apparently. John, good afternoon. Afternoon, Joe. You've been? Uh, I've been twice, Joe. One in Kilkenny and one in Waterford. And where are they held? Uh, they're held in hotels and halls. And okay. Basically anywhere with a function room on it. Now, what is the difference between Bingo Local and look at the website? It's They're on everywhere. RDS... Uh, Dublin, Cork, Mayo. Uh, what is the difference between bingo and bingo loco, John? Basically, Joe, it's bingo slash rave. You have a rave, you have that, you know, 90s rave songs and you bingo in the middle. Yeah. So basically what happens then is you, you kind of get, you get fueled up, so you do have a few drinks. They call out the numbers. You could win a bottle of wine, or then at the end of the night, you could win a trip for two to Poland or Prague or somewhere. 
So you go, it's, okay, you go in to the, to the hotel. Everyone thinks of bingo, they think of, tab- think of tables, you sit down, you buy your yeah. book, you buy your yeah. book with your panels. There's a caller. Yeah, book as you go in. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm, first it's, of all, it's the exact same as bingo. How much, how much do you pay to get into bingo logo? Uh, 25. 25 quid. And what do I get for that? You get a bingo card and that's it. And a chance then to win a, a big prize. Okay. So... So I go in, am I sitting at a table? Yeah, you're sitting at tables. You could have long tables, round tables. Okay. Uh, the one I was with, there was big long tables. Down. And the bar is open? The bar, oh, the bar is open, yeah. Okay, so I get a drink, sit down. And when, when do I start, when do they start calling out the numbers? Uh, when they get stuck into it, they start calling out the numbers. And they'll call a first batch of numbers, then they'll, on uh, two songs, three songs, and then uh, do I get up? And, but yeah. do I get up and dance between my panels? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so they call out the numbers, and yeah. do you do you get a prize for a line? Do you get a prize for a for a book? Well, you, if, if you get a line of that, you you're called up on the stage, and you're basically uh, it's going to A or B, and it could be good or it could be bad. You could get a bale of brickets or you could get a voucher. Okay. Now, if I, I yeah, go on. If I'm called up on the stage, I didn't because you're not an ordinary bingo called up on the stage. Do I have to do? Would I have to sing a song or? Uh, you'd have to do something stupid. You know what I mean. You'd have to <laughs> neck back something or. What do you mean neck back something? What drink a bottle neck of? Neck back a, a drink or that. And are the prizes any use? Uh, the, the the first one is all right. The main price would be a weekend for two. The rest of them are all silly. What bottles of wine or whatever? You could have bottles of wine or a bottle of water. Or, but it's uh, it's basically just a it's like a rave with drink. Rave with drink and bingo. And bingo. And are there any rules? <laughs> as far as I can see, when I was there, there was no rules anyway. So what 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 was your experience of it then? Uh, to be honest, I kind of I went to two of them and I thought the first one was just a, a kind of a, a bad experience, but the second one was the same. So I decided. Well, what what was bad about the experience? Ah, uh, just terrible, messy, Joe. In what way? Uh, just full of everyone drunk and just just messy, just messy, just. Well, you, you, you've no comfort in it or anything. It's just everyone drunk. Well, you know, there was a row after the one in Cork on Friday night and a few people ended up in hospital. And Now, that could be yeah. that could be completely separate to Loco Bingo or Bingo Loco. Oh, Joe. You what? My experience is now it's... Uh, I wouldn't say it's just a coincidence. It's, uh, they say on their website, it's not just a game, it's a wild night out. Oh, it is a wild night out, Joe. And you can see that from yourself in the pictures in Cork. I saw the broad, yeah. But what would Various it be? Like, if, if there aren't, like, you'd understand. Well, you don't understand because it never happened, I presume. Um, that, that, um, what would people be fighting over at a bingo game? Would they be fighting over who got the last number? No, no, they were just just too much drink, Joe. To be honest with you. Yeah, but that's but that's the punters. They buy the drink. The the company Bingo Loco don't don't force it into them. No, but you're encouraged to 
to drink as quick as you can and get drunk and basically make a stew game with yourself, you know, that kind of way. Okay, well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm looking at the website and I'm just looking at the Dublin shows, John. The Dublin yeah. ones. Yeah, they're right. It's 27 quid in. Um, Friday, 3rd November, 4th November, 10th November, 11th November, 17th, 18th, um, 24th, Christmas cracker. Uh, 25th, this is November, another Christmas cracker, bingo local. Then it's into the RDS. Yeah, they have a big one in the RDS every year, seemingly. But they're over everywhere. They're over in London, England, Scotland, everything. Okay, now can you go and not play bingo? Oh, of course you can. The majority of people just go. Not everyone plays bingo. I'd say now 50% are just going to... But it says, there, the ad says... Look, looking for the best bingo party near you. Yeah. So it is, and they, and they do. In fairness to the to the organisers, they say clearly it is a bingo rave. Yeah. Where you, you would experience. You wouldn't be bringing your granny. Where you would exp- experience a show as you've never experienced before. Yeah, prizes prizes include holidays in Dubai, Hollywood, Bali. Is that Bali Farmer or Bali the island? A random selection, DJ, DJ playing the biggest tracks of the 90s and the noughties. People love that. Boozy bingo, melt, mountains of confetti showers. What's that? Yeah, they have, they have these confetti guns that they just let out on everyone. Okay, a bit of crack, like. It, it, it's a bit of crack so far, but then it's, the crack always moving towards the end of the night and everyone's just... Yeah, but you, can, you could say that about a wedding. You could say that about any event that when people in Ireland especially get gargled. Hilarious yeah. hosts that will have you on the floor laughing. We on the floor laughing. Hello. Dance. He, he, he must have missed our show where we were. Uh, <laughs> dance off. Dance offs. And so much yeah, more. Yeah, I see the dance off, all right. What's a dance off? Oh, you get two lads up thinking they can dance. The one we were at, one lad fell off the stage, so. What he happened? Just he was what? He didn't know where he was, Joe. And he fell off the stage. He did. You see, apparently it's the same organisers that used to organise a sober morning rave. A rave between six and eight. I remember hearing about it about seven or eight years ago in Dublin. It was a rave without any drink. I don't know about that. Would you you go again? No, no. Okay. It's too messy. Yeah, but it's, you know, kind of, it's grand at the start, but then it just gets, oh. you know what I mean? The Jager moisture flying around with a draw now. Jager moisture, the shots. It's yeah. it's in Ireland, Northern Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales, North America, Australia, Dubai. Yeah, all over the world now. And where did Bingo Loco start? We think it started in Dublin with two lads. <laughs> the, 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 the Bingo Loco listeners... Is on an Arco Ashburn, Athlone Bray, Carlo, Carrick, uh, Cavan, Cork, West Cork, Donegal, Drogheda, Dublin, Red Cow, Swords, Dundalk, Duro, Ennis, Galway, Kilkenny, Killarney, Killarney, Letterkenny, Limerick, Longford, Mallow, Mayo, Mead, Castlebar, Monaghan, Mullingar, Nace, Navan, Newcastle, Westport, Leisure, Sandyford, Sligo, Tipperary, Tullamore, uh, Waterford, and Wexford. It's on everywhere. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's. that's that's an education. Now it is. Remember the and, and I know you're not saying otherwise. Of course you're not, but it is a legitimate company. The the the, the alcohol is sold legitimately, 
and um, they are extraordinarily popular. Oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah. It's nearly everyone to do with sold out, isn't it? Yeah, okay, but not you. No, no, not I think uh, maybe I'm getting too old, Joe, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Would you go to the ordinary bingo, the non-alcoholic bingo? Jesus, I wouldn't go now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not at that stage yet, Joe. <laughs> oh, well. With me muddy mint. <laughs> And your pen and your marker. You have to bring a remember you have to bring a marker. You have to have your own special look. Still be marker, yeah. lucky, yeah, you'll still be marker, you're lucky marker. Okay, John, good to meet them all. Good good that's that's the uh, first I ever heard the description of uh, Bingo Loco. Um where's where's Ruth? Ruth. Hi Joe, how are you doing? You love you love Bingo Loco. Or Loco Bingo yeah. Bingo. Well tell me, where do you go where do you go? Uh well they've had it in Bray and we've been into into town to do it as well. And tell us about it. It's brilliant. And tell us why. Well, they 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 tell you it's going to be a mad night before you go. So I don't know why your your uh, your other your other listener went even yeah. second time. But it's it's great crack. We go to the ones that a guy called Adam Burke MCs. He's from Bray. He's absolutely brilliant. He's okay. one of the guys that does a, a lot of the the comedy club in the Harbour Bar here in Bray. Okay. But it's a brilliant night. Out. Okay. Well, talk, talk talk me through it. Is it? Where you you go in, you pay twenty five, twenty seven quid. You get a you get a bingo book. Yep, you get okay. your bingo book. There's music on, and then the bingo starts. Obviously, with the numbers, etc. And there's okay. spot prizes given out during the night. But you'd be there with a group of your friends. There's kind of like a sing along thing going on. The music gets louder. They they get you. You know, they kind of they they ask you to get up and dance. Okay. Um, just to kind of create the atmosphere. But I, I've never met anyone who's gone to a bingo local night and not enjoyed it. Okay, and do you, how do you end up on the stage? Oh, you can get called up. So different things, like people can come through the crowd and bring you up, or you might get your full house, or you might get your line, or you might get a yeah. certain number and they'll fill you up, you know, for spot prizes. and. Oh, they say things like, you. whoever gets, the first person to get the number 78. Uh, things like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they um, bring you up to the stage, and what are, yeah. and you have to do something on the stage. What do you do on the stage? It's usually sometimes questions or singing or dancing. It just kind of it's it's very it's different in all the different locations. That's the fun of it. Like you can go to one location okay. and then bingo local be different to another location. But whoever thought of the idea was a genius because it's an absolutely brilliant night out. And would you play bingo ordinarily, Ruth? Ordinarily, <laughs> would you? No, that's why, so interesting. Why are you laughing? <laughs> it just wouldn't be my thing now. I'd be like your other listener there. He'd be, he should be yeah. sitting in watching the Late Late Show and playing bingo down the local. Um, it's it definitely, it's it's not that type of thing. But no, I, I wouldn't play bingo. Um, I wouldn't go down to a bingo hall now well, you know, play, but I would definitely, we don't definitely do, go to a bingo Yeah, we, well, we, we don't often hear about bingo on radio television, but it's one of the biggest pastimes in the country for people. People go out every night, they, get, they hire buses. Now, Bingo Loco seems to be taken over from Bingo No Loco. Bingo. Well, I, no. think, I think it's a generational thing. I know the, the older people in Bray have, have Bingo. Yeah. There used to be a Bingo Hall. I don't know whether they still do it up in Valley Waltram. But my God, it used to be full, you know. You, yeah, you, yeah. You people love it, yeah. Get into it, and it's a great night out. So whether it is bingo or it's bingo loco, it's a night out where you're out, you're socialising. Okay, and do, and which which happens everywhere. But are people well oiled by the end of the night, Ruth? They can be. It depends. Like depends on your tolerance. Whether you can take your drink or you you drink as much as the next person beside you. But 
Um, I know. I well, know you can also go. You, you can also go if you don't drink. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's would a great there, night, no matter what. Would there be many uh, pioneers there? People who yeah, don't drink. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was the night that we were out that we had two drivers with us. Someone drove in and Brilliant. drove, drove okay. again. So you went to Bingo yeah. Local. Where did you go, Ruth? Bray and... Well, the Bay one was Bray and in town, yeah. In town, in Dublin, city centre, that town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, Kate Carroll, Joe at you. you've been to Bingo Loco. I have, yeah. And tell us about it. I thought it was great fun. Um, I had absolute... One of the best nights. It was just right. amazing. Uh, <laughs> one of them, the last one that I went to, I actually wasn't even drinking and it was still... Fantastic fun. Um, you get up and dance in between some of the numbers that are uh, called out. Yeah. And it's just, it's just great. And you should know your own tolerance on when it comes yeah, to drink. Yeah, we're all told. Everyone has and to you drink, drink responsibly. It's a personal responsibility. Yeah. yeah. But do, do yeah. you, do you, what do you win if you get a, get a full house or you get a, a panel or a line? be if you get a line your first line of each of the games you go up and you that one might be a booby prize it could be a bottle or it could be I don't know a bail or something or yeah. something yeah or and then the second line I know in in the Dublin ones you can either win a TV or an air fryer Aye, or an air fryer or something okay. like that and then your big prize <laughs> at the end you could win so a holiday. I think the person in the XXL won a holiday to Las Vegas. Okay. So like, there are good prizes there as well. So people leave that night. Some some people might leave leave with an air fryer. They could, yeah. Or with a big TV. <laughs> okay. Okay, and um, I, one of my friends that's, from okay, in one okay. of the Dublin ones, she actually won a holiday to Amsterdam. Oh, brilliant! Weekend to Amsterdam. Brilliant. And Kate, yeah. say, is part of it that you have to go up on the stage? Say, I, I show full house, and I don't want to go up on the stage. Can I just? Will they bring the prize down to me? No. Yeah. Well, if you don't go up, a friend of yours would probably go up. Yeah, but all my friends are crippled by shyness. Neither none of them will go. None of them will go up. Do they bring the prize down to you, or do you have to get up and perform? Well, we didn't have to perform. You just go up and show them your okay. your card, and uh, they go, "Is it actually true line or not?" And yeah, and come here. Is, when did you find out about it? Oh, a friend of mine asked me, "Did I want to go?" Great. Yeah. And I said, "Yeah." So. Um, you know where it's it's on all over the place. You know it's very very popular, very popular. Okay, Kate Carroll, Ruth Donnelly, John, uh, thanks for telling us about Bingo Loco. Talk to Joe on oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five. Talk to Joe on oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five. As you know, on this Thursday, uh, the Beatles will be releasing their final single. It's called Now and Dan. How was it done? Uh, they found a demo track uh, with John Lennon singing. Uh, they found a track with George Harrison playing guitar solos. Uh, Paul and Ringo appear live on it, so to speak. And they've melded it together into a single and it has the imprimatur of the Beatles estate, which, as you know, is um, George is George's uh, wife, uh, Elizabeth, I think, Yoko, 
uh, Paul and Ringo. So it's it's there and it's been officially billed as their final single and it's being released worldwide at two o'clock on Thursday. And Liveline has been granted the Irish radio exclusive of the first play of this final uh, Beatles single. And you know the connections. John Lennon once said, didn't he, that the, the Beatles were Irish. Uh, George Harrison was photographed by Arthur Fields on O'Connell Street in Dublin when he was eight years of age walking with his mother because uh, they, they have relations in Dublin. Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney got their driver, driving licences in Ireland in Ireland in 1963. And remember, they played here 60 years ago next week, isn't it, in the Adelphi. And it was the only Irish shows they ever played, two shows in the Adelphi, one after the other. And they were smuggled out the back of the Adelphi because of the, the, the riot. And it was a peaceful riot, so to speak, the hysteria in the in the back of a, an evening Herdelt's Bed, Bedford van. And they were smuggled back over to the, to the Gresham. John Lennon bought Doranish Isle in the County Mayo. So we want to hear your Beatles memories for Thursday, your stories, any family connections. Did you chase... The Beatles and so make a show of yourself down Abbey Street in Dublin or see them in concert or attend, tell, um, attend a, 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 an event apparently in the Great Southern Hotel. I don't know if it's in Galway or Killarney where John Lennon played the audience an unreleased Beatles record. Um, Joe at rt.ie, the live line number as usual, and the WhatsApp for your voice message is 087 087-1843-709. That's the Beatles uh, world premiere, 2 p.m. Uh, on Liveline on um, on uh, Thursday. Thursday too. It's only 48 hours away. Craig Reynolds. Craig, good afternoon. You've been running Bingo Loco. Did you invent it? Hey, Joe. How you doing? Yeah. I did indeed. It was my, myself and two friends of mine, Stephen and Will. We set up the company about six and a half years ago now. And how did you? where did the idea come from? So I've been working in nightlife for about 12 years uh, alongside the other guys doing all sorts of things. And we just felt like there was a bit of a gap there where people were fed up at nightclubs, the same trifecta of, you know, a dance floor, a smoking area and a bar. Okay. And they want something a bit more entertaining, a bit more out there, a bit more experiential. And what was your... So there's, what? There's, there's, yeah. there's very few games like bingo where, you know, you can have everyone jump up and dancing and singing and then command everyone's attention instantly because everyone wants to compete to win that prize. And what, had, you, had you played bingo before, Craig, or your parents or your friends? I, yeah, I, I grew up playing bingo with my granny down the, the bingo hall uh-huh. in uh, Whitehall. So very, very fond memories of that. Okay, so and so you've, you, there is method there because you're saying when, when, when people play bingo, everyone sits down. They, the numbers are heard because everyone wants to hear the numbers. So if anyone is yapping or whatever, they say, "Shh, let me hear the numbers because I might win something." Exactly. Yeah, it's just it's a bit of a focal point to get everyone to pay attention, and also it's a bit nostalgic as well. And then it's a bit fun with the marketing because when people think of bingo, they think of like I said, your your eight year old granny in a bingo hall. Certainly not the the type of events we have. So it's it's a bit fun and a bit unexpected for people. Okay. You know, if you're uh, saying to someone, "I'm, I'm going to a, a bingo rave tonight," it's a big reaction. Go to a bingo rave, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it sounds contradictory, but I, I say, who, who, whose idea was it? That's a brainwave. Who, who had the brainwave? Um, I, it was between the three of us, a bit of a bit of a mishmash. You okay, know, but who said? Who? But someone must have said, Craig. Let's. I, I, I'd love to. I'd love to take the credit personally, but it was definitely, uh, it was definitely the three of us, kind of. And, okay. and the idea obviously changed, changed over time. 
you know, the first event we did, it was like a six-hour marathon of bingo, and it was a crazy event. And afterwards, we all just looked at each other and said, you know what, we're really onto something here. And we've kind of refined it over time. Now it's a three-hour-long show. Um, obviously, the prizes have changed. The operation has changed. Like, we thought it was going to be a once-off event for some friends. Okay. Certainly not. Six and a half years later, you know, we're wow. in six different countries. We employ 25 people full-time, and, you and know, you still, over 100,000 people go to our events yearly. And do you still own the company, Craig, the three boys? Or three, I, I, I do indeed, yeah. It's just myself and the two guys are fully bootstrapped, Irish-owned. Incredible. And when, when I see locations, I see England, Scotland, Wales, North America. Do you license it to them? Is that the idea? No, we, 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 we do it all ourselves and we run it all from the HQ in Dublin, which I'm standing in right now. But how do you run an uh, event in Australia? Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, uh, Wollongong? Well, yeah, when we started off, I, I would have flown over and spent a couple of weeks over there just kind of setting it up. You know, sort of the base of operations, meet the venues, set up the warehouse, recruit your kind of show teams, you know, your hosts and DJs and dancers. And then you kind of you manage all the centre of operations, like your marketing and everything is run from mm-hmm. your HQ and then these kind of warehouses all around the world where they're just full of confetti and giant blow-up dolls and bingo books and markers. And are, do you get your, do you print your own bingo books or you buy them? We, we've a, we actually, we have a company in Dublin uh, who prints them for us and they, they print yeah. us worldwide. But do they do normal bin, bingo books, so to speak? They, they do indeed, yeah. yeah and I, it is. I think they're the main supplier for, for bingo yeah. halls. Uh, and and bingo, bingo is, is bingo, the bingo no local? Uh, is the bingo, the ordinary bingo, <laughs> is the ordinary bingo still popular, Craig? Um, I think it's, it's, it's popular for a certain audience, you know. Yeah, we, of course, we've actually, yeah. We've had a good bit of engagement with them where you know, they're obviously fascinated by the fact that we've got you know, a completely new demographic playing bingo and they're going, how did you do that in the first place? And I think what bingo we... halls were kind of winding down in popularity. Yeah, yeah you know, of course. They're yeah. a lot in the UK and, and in Ireland. And what did you do before, before this, Craig? I, so I worked in events ever since I was in college. always worked in events, promoting kind of student nights and things like that. And then kind of moved into booking acts and things like that. But the problem when you're booking acts is you've, you've no control over the concept or the fees. Whereas with this, you know, this is our own idea and, and we get to shape it exactly how we like. And, and we, goal- we've kind of done other stuff with this now. So we've done like bigger shows. As you mentioned there, we've got a run of shows coming up in the RDS, which is kind of pantomime teams. We do a music festival every summer in Dunleary Pier. That's 5,000 mm. people with bingo happening in one tent. And then you've got kind of nostalgic acts like the Venga Boys. Yeah, things like that yeah. on the main stage. And why, why have you picked 90s music and noughties music? Tell me about that. Because uh, it's, it's the nostalgia element. So it's, it's the same kind of music you would have heard at kids' discos back in the day when you were a kid yourself. So I think that's, it's, just, it's a bit of fun. It's leave your ego at the door. And, uh, you know, it's cheesy, cheesy fun. That's all it is. Okay. Now, is this the first time you've, you've read it? I'm reading the headline in The Examiner. Uh, Cork's Roaches Sound Park Hotel horrified following bingo loco brawl. Nothing to do with you now. Management of the hotel said it's horrified violent incidents at Bingo Loco event last weekend. Two arrested. Man man in his 50s, woman in her 20s. Um, the hotel manager said the event, which has been hosted, they've hosted numerous times, was marred by a couple of groups attending. Is that the first time? Now, we yeah. have no idea what happened. But, it, but yeah. is, is that the first time you've read a headline like that where Bingo Loco has been... To be honest, it's... Um, I've actually only got back from my honeymoon two days ago, so I, I returned oh. home to that. Okay. And uh, obviously straight into to crisis mode with that. But do you know what? Like I said, we, we have 100,000 people attend the event every year. 
and it's the first time we've ever had a headline like that. Okay. Um, as a couple of people have commented there, it's it's just pure cheesy fun. Everyone comes in for a good time. Unfortunately, on Saturday night, you know, we had two groups there who, who weren't there for a good time and, and they caused a bit of trouble. But like that, that's very far and few between. That, no, that of course, at yeah. And, 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 and like even, even in that particular venue in Rochestown, we must have hosted, you know, 60 or 70 events there. Okay. Three. It's a great team down there between the, the management and the security. Yeah, so yeah. it's just unfortunate. No, but now in fairness, you do, you do, you do yeah. describe your, your event. You don't use the word cheesy. You say you, a unique blend of boozy bingo, pulsating yeah. bingo. Like drink is a big part of it, alcohol. I think drink is just a big part of Irish culture, unfortunately. Hmm. And who gets, who gets, how do you make money out of it, Craig, can I ask you? Do you get... We've no involvement in the bar. We just sell tickets and the the money from that goes into the production of the show itself. And, and, well, you're, you're, and it's good, it's good news story. Don't, don't think of it otherwise. An Irish company has set up an event which has gone worldwide almost. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. Right now, we're we're currently expanding into the US. We just had our first run of shows there in the last couple of weeks. And how did they go? Uh, like they, they, it went well. It's it's obviously it's a new concept for people over there. So there's a kind of an education piece around and it. And did they play? Did they play? Checks. Craig, did they play bingo in the states? Yes, it's used in the states. Bingo no lo- the, difference. The bingo yeah, no local, the, 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 the ordinary bingo. Uh, yeah, the bingo no local is what they're used to, and obviously now we have to educate them on bingo loco. Okay. That's kind of the main plan and, and objective now for us as a company is okay. going to see how far we can push the boat okay. and, and, and kind of expand over there. Okay, and you say you, you employ 25 people, that's 25 families. That's that's 25 full-time employees. We've got about 60 people who work on a kind of part-time contract basis as well, and they're okay. all Irish. Okay, okay. Well done, Craig. And, you, uh, you, and what, what ideas did you have? Were you involved in the no loco rave, no alcohol rave? I, I wasn't. No, that was my business partner, Will. So that, that was called Morning Gloryville. And it was kind of a 6 a.m. sober rave. Um, that it, it, was, it actually started in London and he kind of franchised it over for okay. the Dublin version. But I remember that's what that was. 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Mary Schubert. Mary is in Miami in Florida. Mary. Uh, this is Mary Subert in the Virgin Islands. Oh, with the West Indies, okay. And do you do you do Bingo Loco? Well, yeah, uh, one of our resorts here on the island, they do Disco Bingo. Okay. And what is that? Is that like Bingo Loco? Well, it's a local and uh, it's a great affair on a Thursday night. And they um, people come and they have you know, order dinner, drinks, whatever. And uh, it comes a time then that there's a DJ and uh, he plays great music and people can get up and dance and then we sit down and then they start the, the whole program. And, um, and do you play you know, bingo? But you play bingo? Yes, yeah, it's bingo. You get your card. Okay. You pay $5 for the card. And is, is it popular in... in uh the West Indies? Well, in two or three places, yes. Uh, this uh. is a small island. It's 26 miles long, but six miles across. And, um, yeah, different nights they play it. And it's a, it's a great affair. And people enjoy. And, you know, the thing is that, you know, they have different um, situations with the card. Like you do a square or you do a triangle or whatever. And then towards the end of the night, 
whatever they take, they have taken in, uh, you know, at the, for the night, um, that's what people win. That would be maybe one thousand six hundred dollars. Yeah. Or thereabouts, you know, depends on the amount of whatever. But it's a great attraction for people. Okay. Okay. And is is bingo is bingo without a disco popular, Mary? I know it's a small place. But no. 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 Not really. Okay. We have one at the resort I work at, and uh, yeah, but they like it. But uh, you know, some are better than others. So, okay. Um, you know, you get a bottle of rum or whatever. You know, just starting off, and you know, it's they haven't you know gotten their ground as yet, but it's just started like a few months ago, and people are getting to know it. But, um, okay. And even for people. You mentioned there you're in Saint Croix. Saint Croix. Uh, is that not Joe Biden's holiday spot? Yes. And has yeah. you been, have you met him? Yes. Does he play bingo? No. <laughs> no. He plays golf. I know that. I know that. I know that they all play golf. He plays golf. Well, maybe. Yeah, he plays golf. But he and he doesn't. He doesn't take a drink as well. So he. He wouldn't be going to bingo, bingo loco, I suspect. Okay, Mary, uh, 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 where are you from originally? Um, would you believe Glasnevin? Oh, of course, yeah, why not, in Dublin. The dead, yeah. the dead centre of Dublin. I'm born in the Liberties. Oh. And my grandmother, all my background come from the Liberties. Well Patrick done. Street, could you get any better than that? No. Can't get any more Dublin than that. And Mary, how long have you been out in the West Indies? Over 30 years. Wow. More time than I spent in Ireland. Okay. But it's a lovely place, and there's a lot of Irish names over here. Uh, of course, in St. Yeah. The Brady's, the Farley's, the Sweeney's, the O'Reilly's, because they came, you oh. know, when the famine and so Montserrat, and, yeah, yeah, those great stories. Yeah, and Montserrat, that was, yeah, a lot of them went to Montserrat. Yeah. And you know, the emblem of Montserrat is the shamrock. That's yeah, their yeah. emblem down I remember our, yeah. our current president, Uktaran uh, Michael D. Higgins, did a documentary on Montserrat and the Irish Connection years ago. Okay, Mary, when when uh, is home, the West Indies or is home still Glasnevin? <laughs> I'm going home, I think, in a few weeks' time, and um, I'm looking forward to eating the, the sausages, the rashers, uh, and so forth. And the black pudding, the Granby sausages. And the black, hey, listen, we had that for a time here on the island. And all of a sudden, whatever company you were going to closed up. And I just, oh my God. Yeah. I, I was just enjoying it. I thought I was back home in Ireland eating me black and white pudding <laughs> and but, the rashes and the sausages. But there's nothing like the Irish food. I just love it so much when I go home. The hams and uh, lamb and everything. Okay, Great. well, you know the country has gone vegan anyway, Mary. There's hardly a butcher's left in the country. You know that. <laughs> That's okay. I still find I find something I to eat no matter what. I know, and Hafner, yeah. you know, Hafner's is the, the butchers. The name is still the Hafner's is gone. Caesar's the butchers are gone. All anyway, Mary, come home soon. But where where you're living sounds absolutely idyllic. Was it? Do you? Do, oh, is, yeah. Sounds fantastic. Joe, oh. we have Joe, we have summer all year round I here. I know. I know. Mary, thanks for listening. And, you know, yeah. yeah, I listen every day to your your program, oh, and I just good. love. Every day, even at work, 
I'm radioing right. on my phone, and I'm listening all the time to what's going on. Oh, it's my like I'm God. Back in Ireland. Oh, my yeah. God. That takes a biscuit. That takes a Jacob's cream yeah, cracker. Okay, Mary, Mary, thanks for listening. Craig, continued success. Yeah, thank and you Craig, very much, Do you have security at the gigs? You would, would you? We, we do indeed, yeah. We, we make sure we have security at all the gigs. Okay. And you don't make any money out of the bar? No, we don't touch off any of the bars. That's okay. for the venue. And we yeah. just sell the tickets and put in okay. the production and, and the prizes. Okay. Have you re- you've registered the name and everything, haven't you, in the concept? And, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're okay. all registered and trademarked internationally and everything. So okay, Craig. Like to Th- think we know what we're doing at this yeah. stage. <laughs> Thanks for contact. That's Craig Reynolds of Bingo Loco. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Mary Ann and O'Brien. A lot of people know Mary Ann because of her incredible work over the years with Corn and Oak here uh, in RTE. Mary, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Good, good. And how are you after your fright? What happened? Um, I was coming out of a local pharmacy on Tulla Street here in Carlow there two weeks ago tomorrow and um, collecting a prescription and had just taken mm-hmm. probably one step out of the shop, maybe the second step, I'm not sure, and I was just hit from my left hand, my right hand side of my body and hit the ground and uh, very lucky not to have broken any bones or anything but I damaged the front tooth and my wow. my face and my chin were all scarred yeah 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 so did did the, the sea scooter it was on the footpath obviously did it hit you on the footpath yeah so you yeah. stepped out it hit it hit you side on it hit me side on yeah because my car was actually parked directly opposite the door of of the, of the chemist so, so here you are out, you have your yeah. concentration focus on going the few feet from the door to the car yes. And yeah. it came as a complete shock to you. You didn't hear it coming. You didn't see it no, coming. No, and I had. I didn't even know what had happened. To wow. me. I just felt this massive just hit from the, from the right hand side of my body. Yeah, yeah. Good God, you did not know mm. what happened. Mm. No, I didn't actually know what happened until I stood up from the ground and I saw this young sixteen-year-old uh, on a on a on a scooter, an e-scooter. Yeah. So you were knocked to the ground. What about the 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 rider on the e-scooter? As far as I know, he didn't come off the scooter at all. He didn't fall. He like when I got up, he was up. He was upright. So I don't know. I don't know to answer you. Yeah. And you say what? What were your injuries, Mary? I, I damaged the front tooth. It was kind of. It was like an Annie Maxi tooth. The dentist told me it uh. had knocked back and hanging down, and then oh. all of my upper lip. Um, I had a massive lip for a few days. My chin under my chin and under my under my lower lip as well. Yeah. Um, is your tooth say My tooth is actually on a splint at the moment. The dentist oh. did a brilliant job on it, yeah, and hopefully it will, please God, it'll be saved, yeah. I, we don't know yet, but it's, it's still in place at the moment. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and how, were, how were you afterwards with the shock? Do you know what, um, Joe? To be honest with you, one of the reasons I had contacted my local paper last week is because up to that point, I had about three or had, had three or four near misses. Okay, yeah. And, um, like, it's only the last week after the accident, my body was kind of totally in shock after it. Um, all I could describe was my legs were like two little bits of jelly. I just couldn't. Oh. I was very, very weak the, the, yeah. the week after it. I was okay a few days after it, but then the, the shock set into my body. And um, 
it's just that I suppose one of the, one of the reasons I'd like to speak out about it is because there's, there's people on the e-scooter are not subject to rules of the road, and yeah, yeah. I know I know that the proposed legislation includes a ban of use on footpaths, but. I've had, even two days before that, I went to walk onto a pedestrian crossing mm-hmm. and a scooter passed me on the inside and nearly took me out of it as well. And that was two days before the real thing happened. And it's just, there are there accidents waiting to happen. Yeah. You know, and, and while I know the superintendent in Carlo, might have said, there hasn't been many reports, but I think it's the near misses are not being reported. Of course and not, the near misses yeah. are the... Sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually very lucky because I think if I had anyone else, they wouldn't have been as lucky. I'm, uh, I've been doing a weights program with my son, who's a, yeah. a personal trainer, and because okay. I have osteoporosis, and I actually, I actually firmly believe, Joe, that my training stopped me from breaking any bones okay. because I came right down on my left femur, yeah. which is my worst osteoporosis reading, and um, I could have really broke my, my my hip or my arm. I broke my, I actually broke my left arm. 15 years ago and I came down on that arm so I'm extremely extremely lucky I think if it was an older person coming out of that pharmacy that day or a child they would, it would have been things would have been an awful lot worse Okay and, and what's the dental the dentist prognosis Mary? I have a I have an appointment for root canal treatment in a few weeks time because they're not sure if the nerve the nerve could be dead so if the nerve is dead, I'm going to have to have a root canal treatment to hold on to the tooth. Good God. So that's a big thing as well. And yeah, I presume, yeah. like, who, who, who's going to pay for all of that? Well, at the moment, I have, yeah, it's me. At the yeah, moment, it's me. So yeah, root, absolutely, root canal yeah. is not cheap. Yeah, no, it's not. No, no. By no, any stretch. No, no, no. Are you still involved in Corn and Oak, Mary? I am, yeah. We've changed premises. Um, we've been we're under the umbrella now of the National Cancer Toll. Oh, yeah, like that. And, um, yeah, it's still going, still going strong. Brilliant. And, uh, yeah, kids are great. And, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you're great. Yeah. Travelling yeah, up on, uh, on a regular basis from, from Carlo. Uh, yeah, Mary, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. so sorry that happened to you, Mary. Um, and thank you, Joe. And if, I can, if anything can at all can be done about it, and just, I just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the type of person to ever speak up about yeah. anything, but I just felt very strongly about this because it, to be honest with you, it all happened so, so quickly, Joe. I really did not know what had happened to me. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Mary, uh, thanks indeed. That's Mary Amond O'Brien and that uh, awful shock, an awful ordeal. You heard the, the, the injuries. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Nikki Phillips. Nikki, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? This is a very... I know insurance companies have to communicate, but this is from Aviva. You've got, and it's a big headline, underwriting decision. We are writing in connection with the above application for mortgage protection. Please note that we regret to inform you that our decision is to decline cover due to medical reasons. Yeah, they won't actually state the reason. So myself and Peter moved home uh, about four years ago to save yeah. for our house. And then we obviously went to go for the whole mortgage process. And yeah. we found out obviously mortgage protection is going to be an issue. So with that then... Peter's mom, where we live in Scaries, there's a lot of people have built on the side of the garden. 
so she offered us to build a house there so we thought that was obviously going to be the answer to all our problems so we'd only need a small mortgage or whatever so we went ahead four years ago and invested a lot of money between um, architects planning the whole lot Went to the banks again looking for a mortgage. They said no. They refused us. We're only looking for a small amount of money, really, considering what a lot of people are looking for. So we said, look, at that time, we would sign a waiver to waive the mortgage protection. Um, bearing in mind, Peter has only ever been hospitalised twice in his life. He has he cystic, cystic fibrosis. Yeah, he has uh, cystic fibrosis, and we are the highest rate of cystic fibrosis per capita yeah, in the world at yeah, the moment. Yeah. And this is how people with cystic fibrosis are still being treated. Um, not one person, no, sorry, not one insurance company, which apparently is discriminatory as well, that they have not given him a reason as to why they won't give him mortgage protection. So we have to obviously make a case as well for the insurance ombudsman for that reason. But bearing that in mind, then mm. we, he, Obviously, we went to, there's a, a company that used to insure basically people that had more complex illnesses, like the likes of Pulse Insurance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of Brexit, they've all had to pull out of the country and nobody mm-hmm. has come back into the country since then. But our whole point is that as an insurance regulatory, um, within the country, the person is supposed to be assessed as an individual. Yeah. And Peter's not being assessed as an individual. He, they're not looking at his individual case or okay. like saying like, oh, we'll offer him mortgage protection maybe for two to three years at the higher premium. And then obviously review it. It's just a no. And, and we said, they, right, we'll uh, uh, did they, did they, I don't know when you're allowed to talk to them, but like, are they aware that um, that there's been incredible advances, even in the last decade, CAF Trio, yeah. it's all been done here and the, the, the campaigners have been extraordinary. Yeah. But the, the, yeah. the difference CAF Trio, for example, has made is incredible, it's seismic. There was a child that I know of, that's my friend's little one, and she has cystic fibrosis. And if they did the heel prick test on her today, it would show that she did not present as a child with cystic fibrosis. That's how well the medication is doing. And as I said, like Peter is actually a volunteer on the ORNLI and has been for the last 12 years. Yeah. Like, obviously, you have to be quite fit to be on that. Like, yeah, he would not present like a normal cystic fibrosis patient. But we are trying to appeal to anybody that can help us at all with any sort of information. Mm-hmm. The only person to date that has helped us is, like, um, I contacted a local TD, Louise O'Reilly, and she's mm. bringing it to the doll this week. But, like, I spoke to Cystic Fibrosis Ireland, and you just said, Nikki, unfortunately... Um, if this could be a situation that you might just not get a mortgage and because obviously I have a good job as well I work in hospital but they will only take into consideration like three and a half times my wages which will not build our house um, yeah. so this is another issue that we're looking at as well you know so like what, what if someone said to us as well about the rebuild of Ireland but that's um, if that was uh, basically a scheme that the government brought in mm-hmm. and that would be quite a good thing for us to go for, but you have to have mortgage protection for it. So, like, where do we go? Our parents have offered to, offered to go guarantee on our mortgage, but they don't do that anymore. So what are we supposed to do? He's not entitled, entitled to and you both council moved. housing. Yeah, you both moved, uh, hopefully you both moved it back into your parents living separately to, to yeah. save, to yeah. save. You've, yeah. you've, it looks like you've saved every single penny that you yeah. could and still you're being stopped because they won't insure the mortgage, basically, because yeah, uh, yeah. Peter and, your, has, yeah. has and cystic fibrosis. And even if fibrosis. we sign, 
we've offered to sign the waiver to say yeah. in the event that something happens to Peter that obviously the remortgage protection on me and we've obviously had this discussion so God forbid if something did happen to Peter I could afford to pay the mortgage and my parents would obviously help me or my siblings would help yeah. me as well yeah. they've offered to go guarantee but not one person will help us like all we want we're, look, we're looking for is 270,000 it's not that much and are you, are you going to go to the insurance ombudsman? Yeah, yeah, we are going to the insurance yeah. ombudsman and Louise O'Reilly is bringing the case to the doll. So we're just hoping that somebody can help us somewhere or offer some short, sort of a loan and And the, the, the CF uh, Association, who are brilliant, Philip and, and the crew there, are absolutely brilliant. Did they say to oh, you... they're amazing. Did they say to you, well, what happens other people with cystic fibrosis so, where do they live a lot of people are actually and if we had known then what we know now we probably would have just pushed a log cabin on the site and stayed there for a while but because obviously we probably put in about the guts of 30,000 into this okay. and then obviously our mortgage or sorry the planning we're already two years into our planning and planning only lasts five years before it's lapsed and you got permission so, yeah a lot of people with cystic fibrosis um, one of the guys that was talking to me in there saying people are living in conditions that they shouldn't be living in. They're living okay. in one bedroom showers. Well, that's the, well, you've expo- they're being forced to live at home with their yeah, parents. You've exposed that. Let's let's let's. Hopefully, you want to hear from other people. So do we. Uh, how how do you manage? I didn't know it was, yeah. it was that. What what are we supposed to do? Like, yeah. and it's like the more like so we do everything by the book, and you work so hard, and yes, where do you mm. go? <laughs> Okay, okay, Nikki. Kind, kind regards to you and Peter, uh, and um, the, the wonderful uh, work and the wonderful medicines that are now available uh, for people with cystic fibrosis. If anyone has any ideas, please, 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 please let us know. Not ideas. Your experience was trying to get mortgage and mortgage protection. Okay, today's uh, program was produced by Tara Lockery Grant and Catherine Thomas is next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.